hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin, and I feel like I said register weird, did I? I feel like I said register weird. I think we did it okay. Should we start over? Register. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back. It's been like two weeks. Ten days, probably, but... We had one week off. We had one week off. And we forgot. And we forgot everything. This is how... I was talking to Mahal about this, about how when we don't work for a couple of days, like you take a few days off of work, you like forget how to do your job. And Mm -hmm. I do feel like this is the same here. That's why they're like, we gotta get you back into these offices. (laughs) Right, exactly. And I am... I'm such a proponent of remote work that I should probably stop saying things like this, but you know. And my name is John. Oh, and his name is John. (laughs) Welcome to the Riverdale Register. I'm I'm sure that you guys have remembered us. There's nobody jumping in on chapter 129, right? Can you imagine? I don't know. If this was your first Riverdale episode, (laughs) would you want to watch another one afterwards? I think so. I've also been doing this podcast for so long that I don't know what's habit anymore. My brain is mush. Yeah, exactly. But it's been so fun. We've had a good time. I was getting a little bit emotional being like, oh, we have like less than two digits worth of double digits worth of episodes uh like, 10 wow. more or this what or nine more after this i think nine more this is 712 i'm not good at math and there's gonna be 22 this season no i think there's only 20 no actually i don't know in my mind there was 20 nobody knows nobody, nobody knows. can answer me this question i'm sure that we can find out but why anything from our audience there is actually okay so because we were missing a week we did not have anything but beth sent us something funny beth superhero beth Always a treat in our DMs. She wants us to pitch the title for Archie's song in the original musical. <laughs> pitch our idea. I want, I've, I think I'm on record, or I want to be on record, that I think the musical, which it won't be, mm-hmm. but it should be them recapping their own show to each other in musical form. That's a good idea. So I want Archie to recap Archie's story <laughs> as a song. Like, okay, so I'm going to name that song, and I've already thought about this all day, so it's going to be called... Sexy Lantham. <laughs> I was going to say, not just a sexy lamp. Not just a sexy lamp. It runs these, the sexy Lantham, I think is is a good title. You, I, I love it, actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to write the whole song. I mean, if you're really committed to the pun, mm-hmm. uh, Godspeed, I am. I'm not. Lantham. <laughs> Lantham? You guys it just, got it. It just rolls right off the tongue. It does. Natural, a natural thing to say. <laughs> Lantham. Do you want to know what the episode is called? Is that how we do this? What, chapter 129? <laughs> yes. Not to like rush us, but I did... This is a confusing one, so I wanted to like go through it with Oh, you. really? Okay. So it's called After the Fall. And now After the Fall sounds like the most generic title in the entire world. So I was like, this must be something big that I was aware of and I just forgot about. Right. So I did some research and um, I could not find anything interesting So I found there are two things. The thing that I think it could be referencing is a 2014 crime drama starring Wes Bentley that currently has a 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. The premise of it is after losing his job, an insurance adjuster, Wes Bentley, throws morality to the wind and turns to a life of crime to support his family. That doesn't really seem like the vibe. So there's this other thing as well. After the fall... How Humpty Dumpty Got Back Up Again, which has an 81% like rating on Google Books. 
an inspiring epilogue to the beloved nursery rhyme Humpty Dumpty from the New York Times bestselling author and illustrator of the adventures of Beekle and Are We There Yet? And they don't actually name that guy, but his name is Dan Stan Santat. So I'm, I guess it's about that. It's about Humpty Dumpty. You you didn't consider it it could be the 1964 play written by Arthur Miller? No. <laughs> I did not. Because that did not come up when I Googled movie. <laughs> John. <laughs> John, what is that about? I'm sorry. One of Miller's more personal plays? Okay. Well, it's a uh, thinly veiled personal critique centered on Miller's recent divorce from Marilyn Monroe. That's probably what it is, yeah. Okay, keep going. Jacob is going to kill me, that's all I'm thinking. <laughs> the plot takes place inside the mind of Quentin, a New York City Jewish intellectual who decides to re-examine his life in order to determine whether or not he should marry his most recent love, Holga. Okay, I, that's actually still not that relevant, but I definitely no, think it, it's No, it, I mean, it's, the title is the most attractive sure. thing. There was a fall right. off screen, you'll never see it. Okay. But I I would go with this more more readily it's, than it's, I would go with what the, you, you picked it's, out. Yeah, no, no, no. That's a good... That's So they never made this a movie, huh? A television production of the play was shown in December 1974 on NBC starring Faye Dunaway, Christopher Plummer, B.B. Anderson, and young Brooke Shields. Oh. And was directed by Gilbert Cates. Okay, so it's probably this. But the Humpty Dumpty <laughs> thing also seems pretty interesting. So... <laughs> I did think that this title sounded familiar. I just kept Googling things like movie, book, and then all those things came out. I think for the audience, it's really a choose-your-own-adventure. Right, exactly. Do you want to be the play? Do you want to be the Humpty Dumpty thing? Any interpretation of that makes sense to me. Um, Okay, I'm sorry. I broke it. I broke the the segment, but it's fine. Now now you do your thing about the stuff. This episode was written by Gigi Swift. This is her second ever episode after last season's Things That Go Bump in the Night. Oh, cool. Do you remember that one? Things Went Bump in the Night. Is that true? No, I don't remember. I don't remember either. Do you want to look at it? Sure. Okay. I'm sure it was good. But she was previously a script coordinator. Hell yeah, rising to the the ranks. After failing to get Pops declared a historical landmark, Tabitha enlists Archie's help saving the diner from Percival. Who was Percival? (laughs) Betty opens up to Agent Drake about her ability to see people's evil auras. Meanwhile, (laughs) (laughs) after Reggie and the shareholders declare war on Veronica, this is the one where she looks insane. Right, yeah. She turns to Jughead for help maintaining control of the Babylonium. Finally, Cheryl reconnects with her childhood crush, Heather, and Tony and Fangs continue their fight for custody of baby Anthony. It's like, as I'm reading this, I'm both like, I love last season, and God, I hated stuff from last season. Oh my God. Last season was really fun, but this season is so much better than last season that I am shocked that they are. It's just so crazy how I felt like the slate in my, you know, like Jughead slate and everyone's slate was wiped clean when they went back into the 1950s. And I was like, oh, like we don't even remember. That's how I feel about last season. I was like vaguely familiar, maybe like a passing dream, like a dream I forgot. Right. But crazy different. Percival, who was that? That was the weird, the witch man? That was the, yeah, that was the sorcerer from another dimension. Cool. Oh my God. Can you imagine us in the first season talking about like doing the zombie Riverdale and how that would you, never you happen? You did talk about zombie yeah, Riverdale and I, I said know. it would never happen. Never happen. Now I, I guess it will never happen actually, yeah. but not for the reasons that you thought. So. <laughs> Correct. Anyway. I wish something would happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm enjoying the ride, but. Man, we have a few episodes left. We're like 
running out of time yeah. and they're still like well don't kiss you know yeah, right, right we don't want to jump the gun right of course i think they'll they'll be kissing though this episode was directed by julia Bettencourt. it is her first directing credit ever ever hey but they yeah. have been a first assistant director first ad on the show since season four oh. love that it's the dream of any first ad to get to not be first ad and to be first director only director yeah, 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 you gotta get the A out of there. Yeah, remove the A. So I divided this. Okay. I divided this into three storylines. We have Bulldogs v. Stonewall Prep. Okay, Brett. This explains everything. <laughs> okay. And and they were roommates. Oh wow. Okay. Let's. You know what? I'm gonna do the opposite of what I usually do. Let's start with the biggest part of the plot, the Stonewall. The basketball Bulldogs. game. Yeah, because I cared the less about that. So I'm, I'm shocked. To hear that. I know. Yeah. Crazy. Because of how much <clears throat> I love sports. And Archie plots. Yeah. So. <laughs> Normally, Archie and Reggie wake up early in the morning and go for a run around the smaller and smaller backlog that <laughs> is Riverdale. And then Reggie practice basketball for very clearly established reasons. Right. While Archie apparently goes to write poetry. First time hearing of it. <laughs> sure. Well, didn't he have that one poetry thing earlier this season where he was like, poems are fun, aren't they? <sighs> I, I really thought that was a thing. Was it? God. But today is the day after Halloween. And no, you won't see the car crash. That's very That expensive. costs money. Come on. Reggie saved all the bulldogs in the car crash. Only one person is injured, and it's Julian. It's the worst person to be he's injured. He's in a coma. <laughs> Honestly, he could use the rest. Maybe, maybe he'll come out the other side a little bit more humble. Uh, Cliff blames Reggie. But it's for some, he for was some there reason. and he's different. I don't like that. Yeah. My son never used to drive off of bridges before <laughs> that boy came to town. That's fair. That's fair. But Frank points out Julian was driving. Julian sucks. Julian sucks. Archie calls Reggie a hero, but Reggie denies that because he knew if any of those guys died, he would have been blamed for it. I love this moment. I thought this was such a good character moment for Reggie. I agree. Because it was like, oh, yeah, it's not just a, well, it was the right thing to do. Right. Which is why Archie would have done Which it. Which is why Archie would have done it, yeah. Yeah, I think the writing for Reggie is incredibly deft. Yeah. This episode especially. The English teacher, I didn't get her name. Yeah. Reads Archie's- Will we see her again? Mrs. Ma'am reads Archie's <laughs> poem, Phantom. Where Archie feels that even though he conforms in all the right ways, he has no identity. Like some kind of sexy lamp. Right, right, of course. Um, I liked his poem. <laughs> yeah, it's a, like ni- it? it's a nice poem. Not really sure why he feels this way, though, but I did enjoy it. Yeah, I did think it was funny that Kevin's first instinct is like, <laughs> Clay, that was great. It's like, not And me. Clay's like, thanks, but I didn't write it. I don't have those problems. <laughs> <laughs> I actually am very aware of who I am and very I, confident I in I it. I don't conform in all the right... I'm a gay man. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think that it's absolutely hilarious how Clay now has like Clay has I assume has written many a poem in this class, and I am hoping that Clay's poems get read every week. But it would have been hilarious if it was like we saw that every single week, and then this one time, like oh wait wait right. what <laughs> what. It's just, there's something weird about all the Kevin Clay stuff, because they're getting, it's one of my least favorite things they do in TV, where there's a gay couple who have no problems. Right, yeah. They're just perfect. I feel like the actors are playing it like there might be something under the hood there, but the writing isn't saying it. I don't know. No, I know what you're saying. I mean, I think they did have some issues, obviously, in the beginning, but it was like, since they got together, very little was going on. Yeah, 
it's like Betty's almost like, wait, did we date? That's crazy. Right, exactly. And also like the fact that Betty and Veronica are like, you know who's perfect and has no problems? Kevin and Clay. Yeah, he never did anything harmful <laughs> to, to me specifically, Betty says. Frank is naming a new captain while Julian recovers. Archie. Mm. There's no reason Archie should have to choose between art and athletics, right? No. Great. Of course not. He, can, uh, he has the time. Archie points out to Frank that Reggie should be captain because he's the best. And Frank agrees, but Cliff said Archie should do it for obvious reasons. Love for the red hair. I like to think, obviously it's racism, but it would be, would be funny if Cliff also said, like, listen, from a distance on the camera, I can say that's Julian <laughs> getting him into college. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's totally fine. But Frank does gift Archie Fred's old captain's patch. Oh, anything, kept, anything with Fred. You kept the patch? I know, I was like, not the whole jacket. Like, were we that broke <laughs> that we couldn't have a new Just jacket? Just carved it off of the jacket. Yeah. And like, well, we gotta keep this. It is so sad, though, every time they mention Fred, because... Obviously, it's just Perry, real, yeah, but it it's real, but it is so sad every single time. Mm-hmm. Cheryl confronts her father over something almost psychotic, where she's angry <laughs> with him that he allowed the basketball season to continue while Julian is in a coma. Did she like Cheryl, Julian? Cheryl, how the fuck could he stop other schools from continuing the <laughs> basketball season? That is actually what, fair. Where, where would he even go to argue his case? What are you talking about? <laughs> I guess she's saying that, like, why are the Bulldogs still playing? But that is also fair. It's like, these kids might have scholarship opportunities. Right. Like, that seems like a really big deal here for Cheryl, some reason. you don't even know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Julian is brand new. My new. coworker Julian deserves a chance. <laughs> It is funny how they, like, Julian versus what's-his-face, Jason Blossom. I can't believe I said what's-his-face, Jason Blossom. I was struggling to remember it earlier, too. Yeah, it's it's Jason, I think. It's Jason. Like, she was so obsessed with Jason, and they had that weird thing where we were pretty sure they were hooking up, and fortunately, they weren't. But, as far as we know... But yeah, I, I saw no love between Julian and Cheryl until this episode, mm-hmm. and it was very brief. Cliff talks about how powerful a winning team can be for a town... And tells Cheryl that she will do what she's told and smile and cheer while her brother's in the hospital. Okay. Wasn't it like episode two of the show when she was at a pep rally following Jason's death? Yes. And like she couldn't deliver on like the same kind of thing that's being asked of her here? Well, I think it was because she saw Archie and he turned into like Julian in her mind. That that, Jason. Jason, god damn it. (laughs) That first season was so expensive looking. He was like, I'm remembering it now. They just did, yeah, when they did a pep rally in season one, it was outside at the football field. It was so, so expensive. In the dead of winter. (laughs) And I I guess it was because, I guess it was because uh, they only had 13 episodes. In that first season. I mean, was it much, much more expensive? Or is their budget just much, much less now? I don't know. Yeah, who's to say? Did did you hear about... You probably wouldn't. They actually picked up Superman and Lois on the CW for another season. Oh. Shocking. uh, They have had to fire the entire main cast except for the family. Okay, the four people. And Lex Luthor. Okay. But like they used to have an extended yeah, cast yeah, yeah. of like their neighbors and all the kids right, and all that. Populated and the like world. in the announcement they're like, we would love to have them back on as special guest stars. So uh, like I guess that's the budget cutting level that's going on at the CW is like Didn't they already lose one of the kids early on? They traded out one of the sons. Oh, yeah. so it's a new actor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. He's, okay. I missed the old one. But oh. he he was he cited some mental difficulties with everything. Yeah. And I'm like, I get it. You've been acting since childhood. Right, exactly. But he was better. 
It's amazing mm-hmm. how uh, unhealthy that can make you, truly. So I wish him the best. Mm-hmm. Cheryl introduces Archie at the pet rally. And he can tell she's not okay. And then she calls him Captain Andrews, which I think was his military rank. Not that that huh. meant anything here, but... That's kind of interesting, though. Uh, you know, it's not like there was a Rivervale type, like, right. whoa! Like he started remembering, I, I God, it's not going to happen, is it? It's just not going to happen. So somebody pointed out that they were back in the 50s in the final episode. Here's what I think. Yeah. We might get to modern day the long way around at this point. What does that mean? They might be just like 70 years plus. Oh, shit. Like, hey, we caught up. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we did it. Like, or whatever. Damn. Like Tabitha walks in. (laughs) Right. Exactly. See, you guys, you guys did it. (laughs) Thank God you guys really fixed that arc of justice. Yeah. Anyway, Donald Trump was president, so it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You uh, you kind of got to go back again. (laughs) And and that milkman thing, we're just going to bypass that whole thing. Yeah. Forget that. Right. Wasn't that weird? Anyway, that was that Halloween, everything ended. It was great. <laughs> Crazy. Archie tries to give a speech. He says that he's not great with words, and then we're apparently spared the rest of what must have been a bad speech. Right. The English teacher like finds him. He, she's like, listen, that was a mess. But when you write, <laughs> it's good. So like some prep work is important if you're going to do a public speaking thing. Right. But she does genuinely want him to know that writing could be just as fulfilling as sports. Oh, thank God he has not picked up a guitar, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are you, he's like, what if I just, like, add some? And she's no, like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's fine. The, this, in this universe, the arc bends for its justice. I, it <laughs> is kind of like... To note that. This woman is impacting Archie artistically the same way that Miss um, Grundy did, but not sexually because yes. she's a normal teacher. <laughs> right. Healthy and safe adult to be around. <laughs> Very important to distinguish that. Brett's here. Brett's here. here. He's trying to play a fun game, so he's still in the bulldog mascot. He's like, now you do me, now you do me. We stand a competitive king. Uh, He's looking out for Reggie. He's like, I know you struggle with being under high pressure. I just want to make sure you're going to be okay out there, bud. He's the best. He wants to, he's like, oh, you know, I really like gambling on games, (laughs) and I do want to do that with you all, but I don't want to risk anyone who might be on EBT, so I don't want to force it on anybody. Right, exactly. I mean, some people are just not considerate. That's the thing. And then our guys just take them all as insults. As always. Mad at him. Man. He tries though. He tries. So Reggie says he knows these turkeys. Tur- I tried to look up if uh if they were like all literary references or something. Uh-huh. And not they didn't really pay off like that. We got Brett. We got Carl uh the tank Swift, which means nothing. No, but isn't the writer Swift? Oh, you're right. That's kind of fun. That's probably part of it. Will Ewing, who is a Riverdale writer. See Ted. Edward Sullivan, I wanna say of the Ed Sullivan show. Or no. Ted Sullivan. Maybe. Yeah. And Aaron Allen, who I think is a director. That they yeah, yeah, yeah. That's familiar. That's fun. He knows their weaknesses. Reggie wants to know what's eating Archie. And Archie says that he feels like an imposter. Clearly, Reggie should be captain. That's true. Yeah. 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 Reggie agrees. Reggie, yes, I should. Yeah, I should be. That's crazy, right? Reggie says he does not think about that. So long as he keeps on winning until he goes pro. And Archie wishes he had such clarity of purpose. Oh. He's like, I'm just doing this to connect with my dad. Who really didn't do this? <laughs> <laughs> who did not really play basketball in this southern right, universe? A timeline thing, but we're left wondering what is his passion? Poems. He wrote that poem. He wrote one poem. Yeah. And it's like, maybe that should be your whole life. <laughs> right, exactly. And here's the thing: maybe you I do all this other stuff. <laughs> I am like this a little bit. So, but like with things that are like small little hobbies. <laughs> 
Like, for example, like, I'll be like, I take like a Pilates class and I'm like, should I? Should I teach, should I teach Pilates? Pilates? I'm really good at Pilates. <laughs> like, I'm I so good this? at going to Pilates classes. That's how I feel. <laughs> and then it's like, no, Caitlin, you going to a Pilates class actually is not the equivalent <laughs> of this. I got my Ninja Creamy, which, by the way, it's the ice cream maker. We've talked about this. Yes. And I was like, should I sell ice cream? <laughs> like, <laughs> my ice cream is just better. So. I know. I was like, should I? Should I sell the ice cream that I'm literally just copying from TikTok? <laughs> And I think Archie and I are very similar in that way. Mm-hmm. Cheryl wrote a speech about how much she loves her brother Jason, but then she changed the name to Julian. Julian. And then when she says it to him, he wakes up. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So I guess they know each other, which is nice. Yeah. To establish. He's like, he's like, oh, you're the girl they hired to be my sister, right? Yeah, yeah there we go. And she's like, I've been on the show since day one. I'm learning your place. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Cheryl overhears the part, the patriarchy's next plan. They look so much alike, the patriarchy. I just, I know this, I really thought there was only one of them. Three identical men. It's so crazy. Cliff is like, I gotta wear this hair so you yes. think I look different than the rest of you. It is crazy how similar they are. Yeah. They could have given them different glasses, huh? No. Wild. As soon as the game is over, they're getting rid of Reggie and bringing in K.O. Kelly. They just... Love that guy with five kids. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's like K.O. Kelly's going to leave his children Which with five of course, kids. That was the difficulty, right? They had to do, deal with his five kids before they could get him <laughs> out to Riverdale to play basketball. What is that guy's name? Oh my God, in real life. Zach? Zach? Zeke? Jeez. Didn't you meet him? I met him. Yeah. Aren't you guys best friends Yeah, now? we're really close. Uh, let me ask him what his name is. Yeah, yeah. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Who are you? I want to say his name is like Zeke Zekerman. <laughs> <laughs> or Zeke, Zeke Holtz. Is that right? Zach Holtz? Zane Holtz. Okay, I was close. Zane Holtz. Zane Holtz. Zane, Zane Holtz. Zane Holtz. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Cheryl tells Archie, who tells Reggie, they're planning to cut him. And so the Bulldogs come to Cliff and tell him they won't let him replace Reggie. Now we've decided we like Reggie. Right. We, we've all gotten over it because he saved the worst people we know <laughs> from dying in a river <laughs> yeah great if they don't make reggie captain then they all walk and they stand together even if only three of them speak that's great <laughs> that's great <laughs> yeah somewhere else a loop group goes <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. frank asks the captain to speak before they play and it is reggie he knows he's here because the boy supported him and nobody's done that for him before and he tells him that his folks made the trip out to watch his first game as Oh, captain. that's so cute. It's really cute. So let's win this for Reggie's folks and the dog statue in equal measure. <laughs> right, right. It's 50-50, really. <laughs> yeah. And then Archie and Reggie get really close, and I'm like, smooch, smooch. And they yes. don't. Are they? Somebody actually asked us if we thought they were going to kiss. It really, I really... I don't think The homoeroticism on those two is It's insane. great. It would be great if they kissed, but I do think it would complicate a lot of stuff. This whole episode's perspective is like, why are we all trying to date each other, boys and girls? <laughs> it's like, we all get each other if it's the same gender. Let's just, See, let's just do that. hang out and be in love. <laughs> I think uh, I think Veronica and Betty, I think this might finally happen. I, it's It seems like it might be legitimately on the table, but this yeah. is Riverdale. Right, 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 right. Where this could just be one writer. This could just be Gigi living a fantasy. <laughs> yeah. That will never exist. Gigi's like, please, guys. Please. I'm, I'm putting it in here. You, and they're like, we need Mary Andrews to stop this. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, because Mary Andrews would definitely not. In, in the other timeline, this would be perfectly fine for Mary Yeah, Andrews she'd be too. like, go off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what dreams. I did, too. It was great. It was great. You don't have to be a part of any of this mess. That's either. actually an angle on her is like, 
there's a version of her that didn't want to stay and be a mother. Yes. And now this one's like, that is your duty as a yes. woman. That's so true. She like full on left. And honestly, good for her. Good for <laughs> well, her. She had that girlfriend back in she the city. She had that girlfriend. And the boyfriend back in the city. It's really it was like fu- two? Was it two different people? No, I think side? one was headcanon. <laughs> and then when we also then were like, no, it's a girlfriend. And then it was. There was a girlfriend. <laughs> and then it became true. That's right. I love that about us. God, she so must be good. starving in this town now. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. Yeah, where's Alice? Blah. Blah. <laughs> Sorry, she's awful. <clears throat> Beautiful. Gorgeous. Truly, but awful. It's like the lights get fun, and then there's like a little bit of slow motion basketball. <laughs> and they're like, all right, enough of that. No, and it ends so fast. And then they're like, let us recap this <laughs> right. game. Everyone listens to the game on the radio so they don't have to watch it. Uh, the team dominated, and the whole town was inspired, and Brett returned the statue, as he always intended to. Exactly. He was like, you didn't get us back. No one knows what our mascot is. The <laughs> Isn't it stone? Yeah. <laughs> It's just, just a rock. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> and we also stole their mascot, which is a giant boulder. They have to carry it around. It's awful. It's a whole wall. Crazy. Yeah, the stone wall. The stone wall, stone walls. Is that their name? Are they the stone walls? I think they're the stallions. Stonewall stallions. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense. Archie and Reggie hang out together in undershirts and boxers in their tiny shared bedroom. When Archie gives totally Reggie cool. Fred's captain patch. Oh. They're so small, that room. I would lose this Captain Patch. I thought about that. I, I would be like, please don't. I can't. Presumably you sew it to something larger, right? I guess. But I was just like, mm, it's just something's going to happen to it. And then it's going to be a thing. I don't want it. Reggie should be wary of that. <laughs> that you I don't want be. it? That I don't want it. Yeah, yeah, you can never give it to me. Reggie figured out poetry is Archie's passion. Uh, I have to wonder if the world's ready for that. <laughs> and they celebrate homoeroticism by like, wrestling each other. I love it. While Jughead's narration warns that something bad's gonna happen in another episode. <laughs> Swear to God, stay tuned. Eventually. Same river time, same river channel. <laughs> same same river place. Absolutely. Yeah, what's gonna happen? Who knows? Something. Yeah, oh boy. <laughs> Just you wait. Stay tuned. Oh my God. <laughs> well, was last episode, did they warn us about the whole, like, the the bulldogs going into I the had river. no idea that this like we knew that the, that they had fallen that there yeah, was an accident right but I did not know that there was a big game coming up right which is unfortunate did they lose like I guess everybody else was fine to play basketball after like it was like yeah it was not that many guys I, yeah. I think you only need like eight to play basketball I guess yeah and they're fine Right. Yeah. So, good for them. It seems like four out of five guys in that car could play basketball yeah afterwards. not Julian yeah not but maybe Julian. tomorrow all right, so we got two more storylines. Okay, let's do Jughead and Ethel. His right, bud, okay. Ethel. All right. I thought that was really funny, too. Yeah, it was like, that damn. The narration of the start is like, <laughs> the milkman tried to murder my bud. Nothing more. <laughs> Just a buddy. <laughs> Ethel Muggs. <laughs> well, she killed the milkman in self-defense. And we thought, finally, mm-hmm. some answers. No! Whereas Shel- Sheriff Keller says, finally, this answers <laughs> all of my questions. I guess it's fine. I guess there's no more, you know, he's dead. He says, case closed. The guy was murdering people and he won't do that anymore. <laughs> I'm so I happy I saw it. we know everything we need to know. Yeah, up top. And then he slaps himself a high five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the whole police force in Riverdale now. It's just him. He's like, let's get Ethel back to those nuns. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh. Okay. So he's shady, right? I mean, he's deep in the patriarchy. Yeah. yeah. I am so confused, though, about why 
Anyway, we'll go. We'll get there. Well, the patriarchy congratulates Ethel on killing that drifter. He was obviously <laughs> just drifting from town to town until he picked up a comic book with a milkman murdering. And you know how that will yeah. like, get you start thinking about, like, should I dress up like a milkman and start murdering people? Yes. And you know which people I should do? A married couple <laughs> with their daughter around, but not her. Then famed sci-fi writer Brad Rayburn, and finally the daughter. <laughs> and, wow! And he was driven to a murderous rampage, copying the comic, which she had nothing to do with, nor did her parents. Right. Nor did Ray Bradbury. <laughs> Jughead asks, "Why would he murder those specific people in that order? Why right. would he, you know, drift on?" Yeah, yeah. Drifters, they drift. Drifters drift. And they say the point is, comic books are bad for you. Okay. Well, you know, we've been saying it for years. Yeah, terrible. Nothing good will come of it. Definitely not famed TV teen sexy drama. No. Huh. I literally just realized that they're comics this whole time. Oh, boy. I just realized that they're literally comics. They're comic book characters. They're yeah. comic book characters. Yeah. This just hit <clears throat> me now. Mm-hmm. They're Because they're Archie comics. Yeah. Oh, oh, my dude, God. you're doing it. You're, wow. You're, yeah, you're wow. seeing the Matrix right I'm now. I'm seeing it. The blue pills, the red pills, all the pills. <laughs> I've seen the Matrix one time, and I don't understand why you would leave the Matrix. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, here's... This sounds thing. great. The robot overworld overlords are taking from us, but we don't know it, and we're good. We're in this world. But here's the thing about that. Here's the thing. Okay, I understand. Do I think, do I think it is okay for the robot overlords to do that? Obviously not. But their system is so complex right now. Take, like, did you see in the Matrix when he wakes up and he's in that little pod and there's, yeah. like, he looks, it's, like, endless. It's, like, there's all the people. It's crazy. Why? I think I would be, like, it sucks that you won, but you won, and at least you made it relatively comfortable for me to be here. Isn't it so nice that there's a character in the movie that shares your opinion? Oh, the yeah, dude the, who betrays the them is like, yes. this steak is delicious. Let's keep eating the steak. Yeah, I am. Um, I know I, it's not real. Yeah, it's not real. Here's the thing. It's one thing if it was like, that is going to happen in the future. The robot overlords are going to take, you know, it's going to be really bad in the future unless we stop it. In which case I'd be like, yes, we're fighting to stop that. Right. 100% going to stop that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm down for the fight. But it's already so much happening. And I have not seen the second Matrix, so it just seems like a very unwinnable fight. Just It, it, is, a, it is a trans allegory, and you're oh, saying, oh, I wouldn't no. bother with all no, of no, the no, work. No, 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 no. No, John, that is not what I mean. As a trans allegory, I thought it was very powerful. <laughs> but not what I meant. Specifically in the case of it specifically being about robots. Specifically. If you take it 100% literally. If you take it 100% who literally. Who has the time? That, that well, not, it's just like they, they they made it seem like it was an an inevitable conclusion. Is all I'm saying. I guess so. The well, that's future, why they had the one. You know, he was right. special. He was special, right? So, but question. Yes. Also, great. Um, there are more movies. Do they ever solve the problem? At the end of the third movie, they solve the problem. Okay, then it was worth it. Then, I, the then I then I started the and then the fourth okay. movie they revealed that didn't stick. Okay, so yeah, then I take it back because. Well, mm, I just think it would be very hard to convince me once I saw the whole robot conglomeration and stuff that we were going to win that fight. And that does not mean anything to do with the real world. This is specifically about the robots. In the fourth one, humans have robot allies. Okay, so I didn't know that. So I didn't know about the robot allies. Some of them come around. Okay, I thought that this was like a computer machine that was like 
already really entrenched in it. I just it didn't seem like it was a winnable fight in any capacity. We built the machine. We built the machines? Was this part of the film? Was this in the movie? It's it's talked about in the movie, but not visually shown in the movie. Okay. We built the machines. And they ruined us? They turned on us. Yeah. Then we fucked up the sky because they were we all solar powered. Sky. And then they're like, cool, you're our power source now. Oh, okay. And so, that's why um, we're in the pods. But everyone is in the pods. Not everyone. People are born naturally. Oh, okay. So they didn't make that clear. Yeah, there's the one guy like, who like doesn't have the things all on his body, and he's like, "Hey, I was born naturally." Interesting. He and his brother, they both like fly the ship and and put everyone into the matrix. And that is part of the first film. Yes. Okay, I did I did see it. His name's Tank. Tank. It's Tank. His name's Tank, like in this. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, so here's the thing. Yeah, I just think um, I'm not your strongest soldier. It's all. It's all Caitlin, <laughs> trust me. Morpheus is not trying to free your mind. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's probably that's probably a good call, honestly. I'm I support it, but you know, I'm just saying it seems really challenging in specifically the Matrix and not in any real world scenarios or anything like that. This can go right next to your uh, Star Wars village to just move on to the next planet <laughs> right. argument. I feel like that's fair. Like, why don't they just move on? Until they find a place where they are welcome. There is, like, it is one galaxy. So there is a finite amount of planets. Okay, that wasn't clear And either. they do use resources. Like, like there is a fuel for, their, for the spaceships. Right. And there is a crystal for the lightsabers. I think I just don't have any, like, um, colonizer, imperialist tendencies. So I you say that yeah, but you order so many things straight to your door. I guess that's fair, but I am I am not a capitalist. I am part of the capitalist machine. (laughs) That is different. (laughs) And that that is different. Mm -hmm. I will never be a capitalist. I will never have the money to do so. Great. I'm drinking Starbucks. Johnny's (laughs) upset. Here, okay, I'm gonna put it down. Mr. Fieldstone congratulates Ethel on her whole journey. And he wants to get to work together. He seems to be the only character who genuinely likes her and is happy to have her yeah. around with, with no calibrations or no no other terms thrown about. Though I do think if she died, he wouldn't care that much either. I think he'd move on pretty fast. Yeah, like I don't think it's like he has any affection but he's for like, her. But he's like tickled by her existence. Right, but I don't think he tries that hard like, to. You don't make sense. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, He's like, we can do any project you want. She's like a milkman sequel. He's like, anything else. <laughs> the patriarchy mm. is breathing down our necks. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that the milkman is the thing he's stuck on, though, and not, like, the violence or anything. Which yeah, I, you don't care about that. That feels more important, weirdly. Comics were like that. Ethel's still drawing the milkman when Jughead comes to kick her out of his house. He's like, hey, it's getting <laughs> you late. You can't be here. We've <laughs> talked about that. Oh, boy. I didn't invite you over either. You just showed up. It's funny because wasn't he living with Veronica for a while? And he, he was fine he with He never that? lived with Veronica. Oh, no. He, well, he stayed with Veronica for like two days. And it was cute. And then we n- never happened again. Mm. Yeah, it was sad. Bummer. Ethel has a really good point. She's pretty sick of everybody else telling her what happened to her and why it happened. That's true. She wants to tell her side of the story, which would be a pretty good story where your parents are murdered. Everyone thinks you did it. You're sent to live with the worst nuns ever. You escape from said nuns. And then the guy who murdered your parents tries to murder you when you murder him. And if we saw any of that on screen, that would be great. My God, it would be great for her real. Yeah, we saw, we saw so little of that story. We saw 
her calling Jughead and being like, I escaped those nuns. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> and what and, happened to your imprisonment? I escaped it. Oh, <laughs> I have them, Betty. <laughs> I love that line. If we're going to do an episode where we run down favorite lines, I have a, mm-hmm. that is my number one, mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> By far. Their solution is that they draw a milkman and just put U.S. mail on him. And now he's Great. a mailman. And that, honestly, checks out. Done. And Fieldstone is like, that's legally distinct. <laughs> Let's do it. I thought that their solution might be some form of black hood. Oh, interesting. Right? Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> and now I'm like, well, actually, I might save it for... Save it for rumor mill. Yeah. And they were roommates. Oh, I love it. So Jughead calls Mary Andrews, who's naturally hanging out in the kitchen at, I guess, two in the morning with Alice (laughs) and Betty. Betty seems most upset to be sitting beside Ethel and Jughead, two people she has no relationship with. (laughs) She met once when he was talking about being a time traveler. She's like, I don't know. Does anyone know him? (laughs) Alice has a great new idea. Her old idea. Ethel stays with the Coopers. (laughs) But this time, this time it'll be different because this time she's going to be a pawn between Alice and Betty. Love it. Isn't that great? Betty builds up all of her strength to ask Ethel to walk to school one time. (laughs) And Alice denies her, so Betty never tries again. No. Like, all right, well, I reached out. That's the best I can do. Yeah, Betty in this universe has so little interest in any of the Ethel's murdered family drama. Yeah. But Betty last season would have made this her entire personality. She would have killed herself for it. (laughs) Yeah, she would have been so so happy She would have committed crimes for it. (laughs) Yes. Betty complains to Veronica. She might as well run away from home. Which Veronica reveals she is living at the baby lion. And I'm like, y'all should move in together. And Betty suggests, let's break back into the Pembroke. And I'm like, not there. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a trap. <laughs> you have eyes on that place. Well, Betty tells Alice that she's leaving to live with Veronica. And Alice is to do whatever she wants. Yeah, uh, question. But How not e- kiss Archie. You can't do that. How easy was it for them to be, uh, break into the Pembroke? And why didn't Veronica try this sooner? I don't know, because that would have been fun to watch. Yeah. To see two teenage <laughs> girls outsmart Smithers in different ways. I think Smithers loves her and would have let yes, her in. I can't understand where this guy stands where he's like, I'm sorry, I do care about you, but I do whatever your parents say, <laughs> no matter what. And they hate you, kind of, They really have problems with you. <laughs> Betty simply picks the lock with a bobby pin. It's not even hard to sneak in. It's not, they don't even have to be quiet indoors. And Veronica's like, I'm inviting the boys over. And Betty's like, wait, how horny am I about to be? And she's like, they're Kevin and Clay. So no horniness at all. And Betty's like, we'll see. Yeah, yeah still, still an option, <laughs> I could get there. <laughs> I could make an old thing. Betty and Veronica sing, gonna wash that man right out of my hair. Love it. It was very cute. It's very cute. Um, neither of their problems are men. That's also fair. In fact, both of the times they're women, moms. Moms. Well, I guess Hiram Lodge is kind of involved. Dang, I'm going to wash that bomb right out of my hair. Is that from last season when there was that bomb? I said mom. Oh, I was like, oh, yeah. You just change a word. But, uh, yeah. I, just, uh, the matching bathing suits are real cute. I'm just saying. Super cute. The song cute. doesn't make any sense. Why are they wearing bathing suits inside? I don't know. Why but... are you singing this song when you're excited to have boys over? It just makes sense. It's, it's fair. But it is period. Clay and Kevin, they're just they're just flawless. They just got no problems. The girls ask whether Archie or Reggie has a bigger penis. 
And do we know? Kevin says they both have a lot to be proud of. Good for them. And Clay says the real big deal is Dilton Doily. That made me uncomfortable. I'm very uncomfortable with where I think this might be going. <gasps> where do you think it might be going? I just I don't want Betty to end up with Dilton Doily, and it feels like they want this to be a potential because it never, just keeps huh. he just keeps being around her. I didn't get that vibe, but it would be surprising. It would be surprising. He's a sex fiend also. Yeah, right. He's so yeah, horny. We now know. A giant penis. <laughs> okay, well, no, we have to stop talking about Betty, that. Veronica, <laughs> and the boys are hungover at the pep rally. This was hilarious. Betty can't help but look Tilton Doily's way. His, uh, her future bride. No. Husband? What am I trying to say? <laughs> Betty and Veronica go shopping at Mary Andrews' boutique. So this is where she goes. Yeah, cute. They tell her to send the clothes to the Pembroke, and Alice is totally fine with that, definitely. Yeah. And she's like, well, I'm not. <laughs> well, I'm going to... I'm going to make this... I'm going to insert it's myself me. right into this. <laughs> I thought Mary was going to take in the girls, and I was like, oh, that would be fun, but that's not where we went. No. Her house is very full. Veronica paints Betty's nails, as her mom used to do, right before bedtime. And then Betty... Right before bedtime? Think about the logistics. I was. I wanted to include that notes, because I... I needed to hear that from someone else. <laughs> no. Like, wouldn't you need to dry those before it, you go to bed? It takes, like, honestly, too long for nail polish to dry. Like, I'm just imagining Veronica waking up and just her bed it's is covered in nail polish. Red nail polish. It's everywhere. No, nail polish, like, that's actually one of my biggest issues. It, not in life, but in with nail polish, is that you paint your nails, and then it's like you think at the 20-minute mark that you're probably okay, but you're never, you, you're not. You never are. <laughs> And it's you're like, like a full and, hour. and you're saying and this is now when I'm sure they're the fastest drying yeah. nail polish has ever been. Exactly. Imagine then. Right before bed. Just right between the sheets. Right before bed. And then I just sleep with my hands <laughs> up in the air. <laughs> I, mean, like, I guess if you're a very still sleeper, maybe. No, bad idea. Don't do it. Don't. Betty says her mom stopped tucking her in as soon as she got her first period. Ew. It's pretty gross. Yeah. It's and just... gross on Alice's part. Right, right. To be clear. Just to be clear. <laughs> yes. Betty no. did nothing wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. No, Alice is just a monster through and through and through. Yeah, she's the worst person. I hope no other mother is like, well, better go back into her house because yeah. it's her problem. Betty tells Veronica she feels so different from her family, she wonders if she was adopted. Well, what about Polly? Huh. She moved out of town as soon as she could. <laughs> She got involved with this like weird, like incestuous trucker gang, and then we that was the last we saw of her. Right. And then Betty asked Veronica if she has a sister, and Veronica says, I have a phone. <laughs> and somehow that is the same. It was identical. Veronica thinks she was a mistake, and her parents resent her for that. And the two girls make a pact to not become their parents. That's sweet. I think I'll pull it off. Yeah. They should be like Kevin and Clay instead. And they start talking about how it's so much easier to date within your sex. And Betty says 81% of girls experiment with other girls. And she's like, and I would very much like to be in that 81%. Right? And then I said, it's happening. <laughs> Veronica says, she's kissed a girl. And Betty's like, really? When? She's like, the pilot. You. What are you talking about? Does she imply Marilyn Monroe? I think so. Yeah. Not everyone. She thing. just loves name dropping. Yeah, exactly. Even <laughs> in the most subtle ways. Betty admits that she has thought about it with Veronica. Obviously. Veronica's glad she told her and asks if she wants to try it. And they lean in. And Marion Smithers walk into no. the front door as if we have more than 10 episodes tops <laughs> left in this show to explore these kinds of things. 
They should kiss. They should kiss. They should kiss. They will kiss. God damn it. They will kiss, John. Betty and Veronica catch Mary up on the dramatic prices they've paid for their personal freedoms, the arcs that they are currently on for good and bad. Mary <laughs> says, don't worry about that. I'm going to undo all of it and put you right back where you started. So Mary gives Alice a piece of her mind where she says, mothers are meant to nurture their children. And she said the same to Hermione Lodge off screen. But we're saving her for later in the season. And she will hear that as well. And they need to do everything in their power to regain their moral footing. Hmm. Weird. But not go to therapy, I assume. No, therapy was not a thing back then. Alice starts calling Betty her daughter. But Ethel is also her daughter now. Which I guess is nice. And Betty's like, fine, you can talk to Ethel. I won't. (laughs) Who? Yeah. Stop talking about Ethel. Why is everyone always trying to... (laughs) Betty's about to call Veronica and Veronica calls her. She just wants to say goodnight and she misses B and they share I love you's before setting a date for the basketball game. Are they going to date each other? I mean, it might... That's the thing. It kind of feels like also their I love you's is just like for what it's worth. I know it will never be for real, but... No, they might date. They might date. They might date in the musical episode. All right, manifest it. I do, do it. it. This is do it. it. Go. This is it. They're gonna date. They're great. gonna date, but they're gonna realize they're better off as friends. Oh, great. So who do they end up with? This is this is <clears throat> well. This is a big rumor mill theory that I have. We're gonna get there. Okay. Later well, that on. is the end of the episode. So okay. let's talk about looks. Well, okay. There was a a purple dress that Betty wore that I really liked. Mm-hmm. And that was the only thing that really I stood guess out. The girls had the, their shared outfit for the musical number. The bathing that suits, was fun and stood out. Very yeah. cute, but I didn't see anything else that like really stood out. But there was like mm-hmm. a purple plaid thing that I thought was cool. Um, yeah, best boy in Riverdale, Brett. Um, <laughs> obviously, um, he's the best. That's right. I guess we didn't get anybody new. I don't want to give... Yeah, we don't have any big, like, guess who's back. Yeah. Because we've seen Brett earlier this season. Um, I don't want to give uh, best best boy or girl to Mary because mm-hmm. I think I'm actually kind of upset with was, this solution to this problem. Like, there wasn't a problem to solve. The girls well, just had a great time, and then it's, like, over which is why well, I think it might not be permanent because they're like, remember that time? Wasn't that nice? Oh, well, the real world now. Yeah. I could also see, though, like, I think Mary did have good intentions because Alice was being, like, a bitch about her own daughter and right. evil, but like, actually. But... I don't know. Kind of feels like Betty should have a say in whether or not she wants that. Yeah, that's fair. But this is the 50s. I don't think women have bank accounts, so... Now you don't. Now I know that. So, <laughs> I've learned that as the season's yeah. gone on. Wild. Crazy. Um, I mean, I think Reggie and Archie... I mean, Reggie pulled those kids out of the well. Or oh, Reggie was, was incredible this episode. Yeah. It was an incredible Reggie episode. Reggie and Archie, too. Archie, you know, set up the whole plan yeah. to, like, help do the thing with the captain stuff. You know, you were there. You I was there. I, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rumor mill time? Okay, so my thing with the rumor mill, when you asked, who do I think that Betty and Veronica end up with, I have a theory that because we're not playing with time, that they are going to do some kind of a cheat where all of the couples that we want to get together end up together on different timelines. They did that in the comics. Yeah, see, that makes sense. So I knew that also. But like the Archie marries Betty, Archie marries Veronica, Archie marries Val. 
I don't think there was a Jughead and Betty option, but I'm sure they're going to do that. It's such a good idea. It would be great if this show did an episode that was just Ordinary Joe. Oh my god, yes. Ordinary <laughs> showing, Joe showing the, the three timelines Archie would have if he picked these girls. That would be a cool conceptual episode uh, that a show would do in its final season if it seemed to be aware that it was in its final season. Yeah. Riverdale, on the other hand, does not seem to know that it's rapidly running out of time to do anything interesting and artistic about their characters. I can't believe we lost Ordinary Joe. Sorry. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, you kind of get the point very quickly on that show. I loved it. The best episode of Ordinary Joe was the one that was, like, immediately at college at the point of splitting. Yes. And I was like, we should have just started from here and let it go further and further afield. So there's actually a book that I just read where it's two timelines. Uh-huh. Where Sliding it's... doors? What did you say? Sliding doors? No, but it's, like, very similar to that. But in the book, it's called Maybe in Another Life or In Another Life. It's like she, um, this character is like, is she going to leave with like her high school boyfriend or stay and like go home with her friends? And in one version, she ends up with the boyfriend and another version, you know, she doesn't end up with the boyfriend, but like things progress differently. And the point of the book is that at the end, no matter what she chooses, like she is happy in that life. And in both versions, she can't really imagine a, a better future. Like, so it's a, it's a very nice hopeful um story because it's like no matter what you choose that there's no wrong choice like i think we always think of like like timelines where it's like oh i made the wrong choice and now like back to the future it's like i did the thing and then everything went wrong and i have to go back and correct it Mm -hmm. but this is implying like maybe there's not a better maybe there's no better choice maybe they're just choices and i think that could also apply here because it's like is there really a right person, for example, for Archie? I would argue no. I don't think Betty or Veronica is actually better for Archie. I would just say both women are better for him in different ways. They bring out different parts of his personality. You know? And not to say this is all about Archie, but, like, in a way, it kind of is. They are. Yeah. Like, legally speaking. <laughs> so, I guess. So, you had another theory. What was your other theory? Oh, I'm just like kind of yelling at the screen, but like, mm. great. So like, is a mailman going to start killing people? Is Dr. Fieldstone, or not Dr., but Mr. Fieldstone, is he the bad guy? Interesting. Like the one nice old man, is he not? Is that the bit? Oh, you think that Fieldstone is like the murderer? I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe, like... Do you think that the milkman who tried to kill Ethel is it's actually... Just, it's just like, oh, a storm is coming. What does that mean? Right. Is a guy going to start killing people as a mailman? Is that the next thing you're going to do? What are you going to do next? Wait, should we watch the, the preview for next week? Sure. Because yeah, I did not watch it. Pull it up. There have been allegations made against you. Deviant sexual behavior. The whole town's terrified. Gripped by paranoia. The world's gone cuckoo. So hot, you're going to burn your fingertips. She's to indoctrinate you. Huh? I did not see Betty or Veronica kissing Betty no, or Veronica. In fact, you saw Veronica kissing Archie. I'm so tired. Oh, this episode no. doesn't look that, that doesn't seem like that's gonna push the needle forward at all. Uh, I'm like, I, I know, I know. Emotionally, there's been great character drama this season for sure. Nothing has fucking happened. Um, they killed the milkman. Did they? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll see. I feel like if he just showed up to, in the next episode, it wouldn't even phase people. And I'm like, 
thinking of ideas on the fly that's like there's yeah. like a million archie comics <laughs> right you could have been like oh the comic hits and now we're gonna just adopt adapt a different era or or archie series with little to no regard for any continuity because the universe is collapsing i don't know you can yeah. say whatever you want at this point right and and you could have more you could do the 50s and do more things how long did you think the 50s were going to last when I the thought, season started? I thought at the most 10 episodes. At the most. And then like where would Yeah, and they would have gone to present day after that? I or? think it, I thought it would have been more of a continuation of last season where it's like maybe they wake up and the comet is about to hit and then they stop it and then they right. move on. Though I have to say, I am not eager to go back to that present day timeline. What I'm eager to get back to eventually is some version of Riverdale where maybe... Percival never comes to town or something like that. Right. And we kind of continue a little bit more in what was like season one or two and finish out the season that way. For me, it's like, I wouldn't even be this upset if the premiere of the season let every character choose to forget and live in the 50s. That's fair. If yeah. they had just been like, cool, that's fine. We're going to do this now yeah. all aboard. They all choose to wipe their memories then suddenly you're just like, cool, this is just the show, the show now. now. Yeah, but instead, I'm constantly waiting for another shoe to drop of like, what does any of this mean? Right. And it's so frustrating. Well, because the first episode of this season really started with Jughead trying to solve the mystery. Right, and they're like, everyone yeah. come watch this episode of this show. We promise you, you can jump in without seeing the yeah. previous seasons. And then he's like, we got to talk about last season. Right, and then <laughs> no, it's, yeah. But you know what? Who knows? I never thought Riverdale would go this way, so I'm curious where they're going to go next. They've been going nowhere for <laughs> so I, long. But I do love the spinning of the wheels in this circumstance because it's so fun for me. It's just so fun to see these like characters actually getting explored that I wish we did it earlier. Yeah. But, meh. What are you watching now? Because I have things I want to talk about. Oh, boy. Um... Just finished Tears of the Kingdom. The Zelda oh, game. yay! Fun. Was Very it good? Very cool. Yeah, it was really funny because I got to a part where the game's like, big twist. You got to find this fifth person. Four wasn't enough. And then I turned around. It's like, oh, I did that. Oh. I found them second. I'm sorry. I did it out of order. And yeah. Like, oh, cool. You can go fight the bad guy now. <laughs> Wait, so, but, like, yeah, it's it's a not a linear game, it's, right? It's very unlinear. And, like, truly, you kind of only discover what the plot really is by exploring the world okay and like when it starts it's just like that was bad gotta figure out what all that's about anyway here's like four dots take a take a gander and then as you go around and start picking up things you start learning why it's called tears of the kingdom oh, and no. it's like oh it's really sad and then at the end much like my complaint with that Pokemon movie, it kind of undoes the sadness oh. and has a nice happy ending. The, the, the son was alive the whole time? The father yes. was alive the whole time? Right. Yeah, yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. They're fine and you get everything you want and isn't that great? That is But great. it is a very cool final boss fight. You know how you were complaining about the horse one? Yes. In the very previous lame. game? Very stupid. What about a version of that where you're riding a dragon? That's more fun. Where you're like leaping up and down through the air to attack. Much more fun than riding a horse, even though I love horses. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah, but that's kind of where I'm at. Um, what are you watching? Black Mirror this season. Have you seen any of it? No, I have not. I guess it's just been so long. 
Yeah, so I like Black Mirror because there's no rush to watch all of them. Like, I do want to watch all of them, but I am not in any, like, particular, like, oh, I need to watch, like, them all the way I would, like, binge a series. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, as I want to, I can enjoy them. So we've watched Joan is Awful, which is the one with Annie Murphy and Salma Hayek. And that one is very funny. Um, and weirdly, both episodes, two episodes that we watched were very much an attack on Netflix. Okay. And not even like, a, oh, that's like thematically an attack on Netflix. But like literally there's like a, a service within two episodes called Streamberry. Okay. Which has the same exact logo as Netflix and all the same sounds, everything. Yeah. And uh, I won't spoil too much. But the one thing about Black Mirror that I forget about every time I watch Black Mirror is that... Yeah, there's going to be, like, a funny episode. Like, Joan is Awful was, like, the funny episode of the season. And there's also going to be a painfully dark one. The last two we watched were so unbelievably dark mm-hmm. that I was like, holy shit, this is why I can't watch this show all the time. This is... I mean, I won't I won't spoil... You probably won't rewatch those, right? You, like, no. will rewatch a San Junipero. Yes, not. exactly. Is there a Michael Cera one this Yes, season? that's Joan is Awful, but he's in very little is of it. Is it similar to the Star Trek one they did, where it's, like, their programs in a computer? Similar, but I wouldn't say those are even the two things that are the most similar. Like, I think okay. the technology that they use in the USS Callister episode is more similar to like the white christmas episode uh-huh. i'm a pretty no big it's fan. really impressive you remember that <laughs> yeah yeah no I'm a, I'm a pretty big black mirror fan um i think i remember actually all of the episode titles or most of them anyway the ones that we watched were we watched um beyond the sea with aaron paul and josh hartnett he's back he's been working he's doing good now i don't know he's great in it so is aaron paul and um kate mara and then the other one was called lock henry so Lock Henry is a um, kind of like a takedown of true crime a little bit. Basically, this couple, they're on like some random place. There's some random place in England or Scotland, yeah. somewhere like that. And they hear about... <laughs> somewhere they shoot Black Mirror. <laughs> exactly. And they hear about um, like a true murder that happened there. And they're going to make a documentary about it and how things kind of like unravel very fast. Um, and then... The Beyond the Sea, which I think is like a good, one of the better Black Mirror episodes, but so fucking dark. Two guys on a spaceship. They're there for like seven years in the middle of like deep space. But every, not even night, but like they have um like a link to a robot body on Earth that looks exactly like themselves. So it's like they work on the spaceship in space, just the two of them for like, you know, a week. A week on and then a week off, they go, they into like and the body looks like them or yeah the bodies are identical they look the same but they're robots um and so they basically beam their consciousness into the link on earth so the body on earth but things get really dark from there oh okay great crazy crazy dark like crazy oh my fucking god why do we have to go that way like moon the movie moon is that what happens in the movie moon well i don't know i don't know what happens in this episode oh the movie moon with sam rockwell is like guys on the moon yes waiting to go home and like things happen I, it's in the trailers that you could tell me there's a second sam rockwell when huh. sam rockwell gets hurt a second sam then sam rockwell wakes up back at back at the base with Kevin Spacey bought. It was before. It was before. And uh, when he like sees a signal out, he like goes out searching and he's like, hey, 
that's Sam Rockwell. And Sam Rockwell oh. brings Sam Rockwell back. And it's like... It's both. You, yeah, were you ever going home or were you just... Mm. A new Sam Rockwell was about to wake up. Wow, what a bummer. Right? Bummer. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie though. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... Oh, can I... I got one more show, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we should talk about the other two. <gasps> yes, I've caught up, I so, think. So, like, the, I... the last episode wasn't nearly as intense as, like, the Carrie goes to his reunion episode. Oh, I love that. Which was yes. just, like... Like, I that character... I don't think there's anyone on t- on TV more unhinged than Carrie on oh, the other two. I would say Brooke Dubeck is yes. Mm. I, there's just something they hitting me differently about yeah. like Brooke feels like more of a commentary on the industry. Yes, whereas Carrie sure. is like a person. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I think Brooke had a really good moment with um. Oh my god, what's her fiance's name? Ex fiance now. So. Um, um, oh, he's great, Lance. Lance, yeah. She I had, love that guy. Me too, so much. He had a great. She had a great episode with him, where it was so clear it was about her insecurities, and she was like clearly projecting. Onto when they him. argue, yeah. yeah. Josh Segarra is killing it. On he's the show. so funny. He's hilarious. And then in the in the episode in the latest episode where she is like, he's a bad person. He's yeah. got a public relations team. He's doing all this stuff, and then just everyone he meets is like, we love you. You're so great. Oh my god. Wait, no, I think I'm an episode behind. So the last episode was not the reunion one because that's the last one I There's watched. One more. Okay. And then I, I assume the season finale will be this week. Yeah. Uh, but. Um, the actor who plays Lance was like a supervillain on Arrow for a season. Oh, that's so funny. So then when he started popping up in this, I'm like, wait, he's a comedy guy? He's and then so he's funny. in She-Hulk as like a comedy guy, but they don't use him enough. But he's one of history's great himbos on this show. I can't think of him as anything but comedy now. Yeah. It's so good. Okay, good. I have something to watch now. Mm-hmm. Very excited about this. Mm-hmm. And I'm also watching Never Have I Ever, which I love. So, Which is a very like easy watch, funny Gonna be sad when it's over. Yeah, Tadum or Netflix had their big like Tadum event where they're announcing things, and some of them took me by surprise. They did a whole video where it's like we are starting production on the final season of Cobra Kai, and I was under the impression they had not finished writing that. Oh, I was under the impression that it was already shot. So Mm -hmm. I felt like it was they were taking more time, I think, to put together this one because it's the last one. Um, You love it though, right? I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Then they like showed trailers for one piece and like their ad for their avatar the last airbender show is literally just like look we got the symbols from the show here yeah. they are in cg and this is what the title looks like and i'm like that sucks and also they're that's so far nothing <laughs> that's it's yeah we'll see you next year i'm like dude they're gonna make the cartoons faster than you put out this well they also had like you season five and i was like oh that's cool right but and like it, was it wasn't like, really a trailer it was no just like, it was Pam talking to the camera right. they have nothing <laughs> it's like crazy they're like don't worry we have um, uh, Linda Hamilton is joining, right? That's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is joining Stranger Things, and you're gonna get that season in 2027. I mean, what that, the absolute fuck? Like, it is 2023 now. Now. And didn't Stranger Things come out? Did it come out last year? It was like last year or so, maybe even longer. Yeah. Oh my. It definitely came out. At, I don't think it came out in 2023. So it came out in 2022, let's say, to be safe. Yeah. That means it's gonna be five years, four and a half years. And it's not the only one. Euphoria isn't coming back until 2025. Like, and that's been... With Stranger Things, I'm like, oh, well, you're probably making eight movies. Like, I that's guess. probably what that's going to look like. Euphoria, I truly just believe that guy. Just it, like, it, it's it, just it, me, so that's as long as it takes. Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure Zendaya is also very busy. And, right. like, a lot of that cast is busy, but, like... <laughs> They're well, still going to be playing high schoolers? Is that the deal? Time jump. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
time jump. Did I need a time jump? No. It's the only way they can do it, though. Yeah. Great, but Stranger Things, those kids are going to be adults. Right, but it's just like Netflix is like, we're fine, this writer's strength doesn't affect us. And then roll out an event where it's like, we have nothing. I know, it's weird. We truly don't have like, oh God. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as Stranger Things ends, which I guess they bought them until 2027. Do you think like, that's what do they, why? Maybe. But you could just cancel your Netflix. Well, I, I think, you're low key, I'm wondering if the right, the some of the Cobra Kai guys on the, on the low key did finish writing the season and they just and are still working as producers on the show but doing some stuff that needs to get done it does seem like the duffer brothers have shut down all writing yes. work on stranger which things which is great which is going to play into why they think it's going to take so long well i see that but at the same time i don't think that's the only reason because that should only push you back what maybe no, it six doesn't make months? sense because i know they keep millie bobby brown in a lab in the netflix <laughs> right. building like and when they, she gets hurt they just re- right put a new right billy they bobby pull out a new billy bobby brown because yeah. she's only ever in netflix projects um so yeah so like that should be easy it's it's really is it just like building in vfx is that all that it's really gonna I mean, I be that big of a deal the last... i think it's like a lot of post-production the last season there were so i mean there were such long episodes i guess that's what it i guess that's like they part made, of what it like, is movies like several of them last season i didn't think you needed to do all of that truthfully i actually was kind of annoyed because what would happen was i would be watching and i like stranger things but i'd be watching an episode of stranger things i would see it was like an hour 40 minutes i'd be like okay so i'll just pause this come back at a different time so you might as well have been two different episodes yeah it might have been two different episodes yeah or... i did enjoy the sit down experience of watching that finale all the way through though i i never was not i was always having a good time yeah last stranger, season on stranger things, things. A good show. like i was having a blast through it all so i'm not that mad about what they do it is i just think it's funny that movies come out faster than tv seasons now. yeah uh, and by funny, I mean that's really fucked up, and I don't like that. <laughs> Please give us television. Yeah. I would like. Now that more. every movie has a to be continued, it's still going to come out faster than the next. Yes. We're going to listen. This next Spider-Man cartoon movie is going to be delayed. It will still come out before the next season of Stranger Things. Stranger Things, weird. I'm how old will I be? Old. Mid thirties. That's crazy. That's so insane. I won't see another Stranger Things until I'm thirty five years old. That's insane. More than thirty five years old, John. That's crazy, John. It's been okay. Sh- the next season of Stranger Things. Think about how many seasons of Riverdale that's that would have been. Right, and like season one of Stranger Things was when 2016, 2015? I think I'm trying to think of when. I think I was living in the apartment with James which I was in in 2016. Right, and I remember watching season two hit at midnight when I was working my night job at Picture Shop. So has Stranger Things been on for like seven years? <laughs> is that math right? This is, they're always talking about this with shows where it's like, wow, four seasons and 10 years later, you're at the end of your right, exactly. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, that's crazy. Just sorry, it's just the idea that I'm going to be pushing 40 when Stranger Things comes back is fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm sure whoever's working on Stranger Things, the Duffer Brothers, thank you for pausing for the writer's strike. We really appreciate it. I just don't understand. That's so crazy. I What is the passage of time? We could have had an entire Riverdale. Think about it. It's crazy. The anyway. network version of Stranger Things did seven seasons and ended by now. Exactly. Twice over. And it was 
it was fine, but sometimes it was really good. Right. There were like four episodes that TV Line wrote about, and it was really good. You know? Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Everyone knows a great TV show is mediocre most of the time. <laughs> and that's why I loved A Million Little Things. Wow, this is a short episode. Yeah. Uh, and there, you know, I took a lot of notes, but there's not did. No. a lot of depth in the story. Yeah, I felt like it was a good episode overall, but I didn't think that it moved forward much stuff. It's like, yeah, what I think about a lot is if I go back to watch network shows, I'm usually skipping episodes to go to the essential ones. Yeah. You could probably skip this episode. Yeah, but don't because you'll want to listen to this. But not this podcast episode. Also, which is one of our best we've ever done, clearly. Also, you've already listened to it if you're here. So gotcha. Quick, <laughs> bail now. Get bail out. Now. Oh, there is something that I wanted to say because somebody on our Instagram is, or not on our Instagram, I read the iTunes reviews. And we got a nice review from someone who said they're on season two right now and that oh, they so want. I think we still shout them out. Well, they, I guess so. But they said that they wanted us to, like, talk about, or to, like, acknowledge them oh, when okay. when it, the time came. And so I thought it would be nice if we acknowledged them. Sure. Because the time is now. I'm at season, this is from Amelia G. Bennett 4. I'm at season two right now, so I can keep up by the time season, se- season seven comes out. Love the song at the beginning, and when you're done with Riverdale, you should do a different show and tell us about it. P.S. The, love the Betty impression and John's laugh. And can you guys just make a podcast of just talking about random things from Alex? And if you see this, can you just say something? I want to know that I'm getting to you too. You are getting to us, Alex. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love how people love your laugh. I think that's really funny because that's not a news to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it comes up like a lot. That's crazy. I know. It's really weird, actually. But (laughs) you have a great laugh. It's just a weird thing that people keep saying. Like, are they like jarring your laughter for energy? (laughs) Like in The Matrix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Monsters Inc. Actually, it it it, my laughter makes them laugh. Then that's 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 what matters, man. Laugh now. Laugh on cue. (laughs) Thank you. Well, guys, that was beautiful. Over and out, River Vixens.